0: everybody it's dave neil stand-up comic host of bachelor nation news coming to you on this monday september 18th 2023 i got all your pop culture and bachelor content right here in one place on today's bachelor rush hour all right i've got several youtube videos up i'm going to feature one of them in this podcast that is michael a uh, officially announcing his breakup from Danielle. As you guys know, we called this about six weeks ago. We've known uh, with certainty that they broke up. And yet some people just still didn't want to believe me, which is totally fair. You don't have to believe me, but I told you they broke up. And now he officially talks about it on Trading Secrets Podcast with Jason Tartik. We'll have that on the back end of today's episode. Uh, but we got some news regarding Charity Lawson. We made a video about this, so I'll just give you the brief update. She's going to be competing on this season of Dancing with the Stars. But as it turns out, Dancing with the Stars is a Writers Guild approved show, which means they are supposed to be on strike. The Writers Guild is at least. Here's what uh, some members of the Writers Guild have to say about this.
1: Dancing with the Stars is indeed a WGA covered show. David Slack, who has been a really reliable source for information throughout this strike, has indeed pointed this out and is calling upon the people on the show to do the right thing um, and refuse to cross the picket line. He reminds everyone that when you provide the studios with scab work, ultimately you're just prolonging the strike and keeping the crew and everybody else out of work longer because it emboldens the studios. From the very beginning, the WGA has called for a total work Stoppage. They have not been granting interim agreements because they understand that shutting down the pipeline and making sure that the studios know they aren't going to have content right away as soon as the strike ends helps them get this resolved quicker.
0: And- now, so what? What this has to do with charity is we cover bachelor content and she's going to be on the show and you have to sort of pressure people to do the right thing and I'm sure she knows nothing of this but you know she's competing to make, you know, six um, six figure salary. She's going to be making that much money for being on the show with a potential another $100,000 if she makes it past the first half of the show. Jamie Lynn Spears has already said she's going to donate her earnings to members of the Screen Actors Guild strike. Uh, but what's what's interesting here is we already posted Drew Barrymore. You know, she has her Drew Barrymore show. She decided to go on with the show because she was like, look, all these people are going to be losing out on their money and this and that. And it's like, well, that's the point of the strike to collectively get together and hit the studios where it hurts in their wallet. Well, Drew Barrymore listened to the people that were criticizing her. Here's what she had to say. I have listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt and of course to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward and I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. Yes, so a lot of people say well, all of the people that aren't in the Writers Guild are going to be affected and it's like that is true but it is collective bargaining for the good. There are other unions like IATSE. Like I said, Screen Actors Guild is on strike. Heck, the Auto Workers Union is on strike. Starbucks employees are trying to form a union. I mean, this is a good thing. This is a, this is almost like a spring awakening for the middle class here in the United States of America. And if you're upset because, you know, you, you don't think someone else should get a minimum wage or certain rights or protections, just realize a lot of the issues that are at hand are due to automation and the ability for production companies to create all these different streaming services that we all pay for, they're making record profits. I mean, like uh, Doug Iger, is that his name from Disney? Made $26 million two years in a row. That's $54 million or whatever it was that he made. And he's complaining that other people are asking for too much. It's absolutely ridiculous. Bill Maher was planning to cross the picket line and he's now changing his mind. He said things have changed. So real time won't return during strike bill says my decision to return to work was made when it seemed nothing was happening and there was no end in sight to this strike now that both sides have agreed to go back to the negotiating table i'm going to delay the return of real time for now and hope they can finally get this done bill this is exactly what's supposed to happen everybody locks arms and, dis- and-, and says we're not going to be making our project And when the studios realize that the Writers Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, when they realize that all these unions aren't going to budge, maybe they'll succumb to some of these quote unquote demands, which folks, they're not asking for much. Uh, When streaming services came out, they were like web shows. No one knew what they were. So like the Screen Actors Guild was willing to uh, negotiate very small pay for the actors. And now that they've realized that streaming is the future, it's like, oh, no, 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 we need to go back to good-faith- Pay for everyone involved, including residuals and, you know, all the different things out there. So uh, times are changing, folks. And it was, um, you know, my video that I called on Charity Lawson to boycott Dancing with the Stars, which I know it's a lot to ask somebody to do. I don't think she will. Uh, she's not a Writers Guild member, but it's what we can do in our community is to tell people, look, you should be like lining, uh, aligning with the people here that are trying to fight for better pay. And we will give you all the updates as they come in regarding that story. We have another wild story. Real Housewives of Orange County Star Shannon Bof Bodor, am I pronouncing that right? Arrested for DUI, hit and run, struck another house in Newport Beach here her lawyer tells TMZ I spent quite a bit of time with Shannon yesterday she's extremely apologetic and remorseful and we will be awaiting the official information on this case as it becomes available and Shannon is preparing to accept full responsibility for her actions yeah you thought you had a fun weekend did you drive your car into a wall um and someone else who had a fun weekend, uh, crazy catsuit lady. Plain, here's another plane video. Catsuit clad woman tossed off of a flight and declares, "I'm Instagram famous." Hey, she's not exactly wrong. Have a listen. Call me a
1: bitch again. <laughs> Call me a bitch again. Yeah, you I did nothing wrong. I said shut up. No, you shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck you up, your bitch. Lie. You shut. shut Film me, me. me.
0: I'm Instagram famous. You fucking bum. For, shut shut the geez. fuck up. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> it. Shut it. up. She goes, film me. I'm Instagram famous. You effing bum. Her name's Morgan Osmond, and I'm, you know, if you guys are watching the Patreon right now, uh, which by the way, when we record the podcast, I always have a Patreon going, um, but I have a Morgan Osmond. I'm pulling her up as we speak on Instagram. Nine hundred and eighty-two thousand followers. She was, I believe, part of the Bad Girls Club. The, uh, when it took place in Miami. Well, uh, that video's gone super viral. We're going through her Instagram, and I don't know if she's – oh, she is. Yeah, she said, front page of the Daily Mail, keep talking, dot, dot, dot. Um, And then she says – uh, she shares the TMZ article so she's really uh, she shares a different article I didn't get kicked off I asked to leave instead of it turning violent alright so she said <laughs> don't you like it when she clarifies oh no 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 I wasn't kicked off I politely asked to leave as she yelled at people and, and said that she was Instagram famous and then she says don't act like y'all don't know who the F I am from Bad Girls Club to the south of France with billboards all over LA come on now now I've never heard of her uh, but either way there she is um, uh, f- f- uh, fighting for her right to uh, yell at other people in a cat suit outfit. I tell you what, if I'm ever kicked out of a flight, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be yelling, so what, I'm a power recapper with a podcast featured in Time Magazine. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share that information with everyone. All right, we'll be back with more content right after this. You know me, I've been following all that UFO news, and we have a missing fighter jet. That's right. Oh, if this isn't ever a time for the X-Files music, I don't know what is. Fighter jet missing, possibly still flying. Pilot ejects after mishap. That's right. Uh, this is not the same pilot from the uh, lady who was kicked out of the flight. The U.S. military needs help tracking down one of its fighter jets after it disappeared following a mishap. You thought you guys had a crazy weekend. did you? not drive into someone's house? Did you not get kicked out of a flight? Did you not leave your plane flying in the ozone layer? That's, that's why there's a hole in the ozone. We're just leaving fighter jets up there. The F-35, an elite aircraft, which clearly didn't have an elite driver, uh, has been labeled missing by officials over at South Carolina's joint base, Charleston, which sent a PSA out to the public. So anyone in Charleston, South Carolina, if you don't mind looking out your window and letting me know if you see a rogue fighter jet... <laughs> that's you're we're sending too much money to Ukraine. We need to send money to the pilots to get one of those little plastic guards that goes around the uh, eject button. You ever do that? You ever like, all right, I'm just trying to turn the music up on my car and then all of a sudden, whoops, I ejected myself. Yeah, you never want to uh, prematurely eject yourself from your fighter jet if uh if you ask me. That's how I feel at least. All right, um sp- from pre uh prematurely ejecting uh, the fighter jet to Thomas Jacobs becoming a father. He posted this at 40 weeks. We've got 40 weeks young uh, the pregnancy that is of Becca Kufrin and he posted on Instagram Booper I am so proud of you 40 weeks of sacrificing everything to make our family whole I am in awe of who you are I am amazed by what you've done and I cannot wait to love you every day more than the last as mom and that's a nice dedication to Becca Kufrin from Thomas Jacobs who did not prematurely eject himself from his fighter uh, uh, plane okay and Speaking of uh, there's, uh, there's no transition from there, folks. Kelly Flanagan posted, I love you down to your bones of her boyfriend. And uh, it looks like we might be on watch to see Kelly Flanagan getting married sometime soon. She's not engaged yet, but she's getting hot and heavy and says, I love you to her new man. Uh, And we have a Hannah Brown story here. I'll make this one quick. You know, a good friend of the program, Adam, who's engaged to Hannah Brown, we met a few years ago. He's always been nice to me. He posted something on his uh, Instagram, you know, that people are having mixed reaction to. I'll read it for you guys. You can agree or disagree. He said, something that drives the feminine crazy. And you guys know, we've been talking about leaning into our feminine after Danielle and uh, Michael broke up, you know, it's always good to lean into your feminine, which by the way, Uh, look at feminine and masculine energy as yin and yang it doesn't have to be male versus female I've got feminine energy I've got masculine energy it's just a way to label like I mean some people think it's archaic but I think it's a simple and honest way to sort of label our spirits like the types of energy we have right Uh, but of course this will piss some people off so what he said was something that drives the feminine crazy indecisiveness doesn't matter to me where we eat tonight either dress works I am up for whatever. Have an opinion or set a direction even if you don't have a preference. I could go for Mexican or Italian, which would you prefer? This narrows the decision down and makes it collaborative. Both look great, but I prefer the red. Even if she goes with the blue, you still did your job and made a decision. I need to focus on work until 1pm, but then I'd love to watch Spartacus together. Are you up for that? This is clear and decisive. It allows her to relax into her femininity and makes her feel safe. She might Offer another suggestion, but at least she knows where you stand. Are women capable of being decisive? Of course. Do women want to plan and take the lead? Sometimes, yes. However, most feel more comfortable when you, when they know their man has a plan and can make a decision. Now, I don't think anything wrong was said here at all, but I can understand how people would interpret this as like mansplaining. You know what I mean? Like people, but but again. It all comes down to, are we going to trust that someone's trying their best or not? And uh, it's a very, it's a good piece of advice, but some people are you know, calling you know, calling him Andrew Tate and this and that. And I can't tell, but it looks like the comments have actually been turned. No, the comments are still there. But of course, the comments do range from where can I find a man like you to relax in her femininity? Is this a joke? And again, I think it's, I think it's a fair Uh, guy trying to offer advice in a relationship. Uh, And I I think you could take gender out of it and it would solve the issues. I think it's always good to be decisive in a relationship. It doesn't mean you have to be like cemented in your decision. I'd love to go get Italian food. What do you feel? Oh, I'd actually like Thai food. All right yeah, I could do some Thai food, you know, maybe I'll, you know, we can do Italian another time. No big deal. It's like not a big deal, but, but that would be better than on a first date. And some, and you know, you could be on a date and the girl's like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? That's not as fun as, well, I'd love to go to a batting cage because I think it'd be a lot of fun for us to do that. And then maybe do like a carnival, like a trip to the ice cream shop afterwards. And I, you can learn a lot about somebody based on what type of ice cream they like mint chocolate chip. No apologies there, Uh, but, you know, so, uh, okay, you know, just another case of sharing opinions on Instagram will get people mad at you, and speaking of Instagram, Maddie Pruitt is crushing it on her Instagram. I mean, if you could see the layout, she's got a countdown to releasing her new book, which you could say what you want about it, but her PR game is so on point. So professional looking God is spending a little extra time on Maddie's Instagram. Now she's clarifying some comments she had on a podcast. Have a listen. A couple of days ago on Instagram, you said after two or three dates, you need to know his intention. Are you saying after two or three dates, it needs to be like, this is going to marriage or it's not? (laughs) No, I don't think it has to be like, hey...
1: I see you as my wife, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think honestly, I might would run away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I'd run away, but I think I would be a little, a little alarmed. You know, from the very beginning, we we did say, "Hey, I'm not dating just to date. Yeah. I'm not dating just for a good time. Yes. Like, I'm not dating just to say that I have a boyfriend. Right? I am dating with the angle being marriage. Yeah. And so my goal is to find someone that will make me more like Jesus, that will mm. push me closer to Jesus, and that will help me make a difference for Jesus. Yeah.
0: That's right. There it and look, some people get skittish in relationships and don't want, you know, maybe they've had someone who was too commanding. Maybe they have someone who didn't lean enough into their femininity. Who knows? So everybody's different. So some people might have a better experiment with dating by being less assertive and more just kind of like, all right, let's just not put pressure on it because people run away from pressure. But clearly in hindsight, she's able to say, no, I had a clear boundary for what I wanted out of a relationship, which I don't think's bad at all. Now, whether or not she wants to, um, you know, have a relationship that brings her closer to Jesus, that's for her to interpret uh, what that means. You know what's bringing me closer to Jesus? The movie Theater Camp. Now, let me tell you something. This is not an advertisement for Theater Camp. They are not paying me. I'm telling you, right? The audience score is 81%. Everyone that watched theater camp last night at the outdoor screening that I went to at my friend's house gave this a hundred percent. It was such a fun movie about theater camp and being a performer and the anxieties and the archetypes and everything that goes along with it. I'm telling you right now, tonight on Hulu, I think it's on Hulu, go run, don't walk and enjoy theater camp. It was so good. All right, let's do this. I'm going to cut to a break, and then we'll go to our feature story about Michael A. on the uh, Trading Secrets podcast, announcing his breakup right after this.
2: You go in Paradise, you got all these things going on. You got side hustle. You got rental projects. You have your business. You now have Influencing. Yeah. You now also have a significant other, Yeah. Danny. Yeah. So you get off the show. Danny and you are together. There's been some discussions out there now yeah. about what's going on there's yeah. some photos on instagram that have been deleted we don't have to talk about this we can talk about this it's up to you how's everything
1: going? <laughs> oh man smooth it's still incredibly fresh i guess i'll just come out with it we're yeah. not together yeah. anymore yeah it's really it's not
0: what- look who's better to talk about this with michael than jason only several months removed from the ending of his engagement, so of course I'm I'm sure this was mentioned beforehand, like negotiated. Hey, I'm going to ask you about this, uh, but in these types of podcasts, what you'll hear is some some choice editing. Respectfully, unless there was some technological issue, it sounds like some things were clipped out, which could just be Michael, uh, you know, uh, being b- befuddled and not knowing what he wanted to say, or deciding to clip out parts to you know for their public image. Totally respect.
1: But we planned. We both threw a lot into this relationship. And it's really awful when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Again, like what we were talking about before. You make your plan, yeah. you see your future, you start working towards it. And then when things don't work out, when you realize that love is there, but you're not necessarily compatible. Sure. You mourn the loss not of just that person and that friend in your life, but also the future that you had envisioned and it's to no fault of hers. She poured everything Mm -hmm. into this. Yeah. And I've got, I I just have so much admiration. I, yeah. And I, I guess that's it. You know, right now we're still, you know, working through some things, um, and trying to stay close. Yeah. But yeah, last couple months been really, really, yeah, really.
0: And, as we see with the human dynamic, the human condition, in in most cases, I think, maybe maybe not all cases, but in a lot of cases in Bachelor Nation, you say you want to stay friends or you say you want to like remain close and this and that. And then as you slowly pull away, one party might realize the other party was taking advantage of them. I'm not saying this happened here whatsoever, but if you look at someone like John Hersey, Katie Thurston, they're like, we're going to be friends after. Then six months later, Katie's like, oh yeah, he was using me, which again, doesn't doesn't mean it was true. It just means that's what she felt was true. So the fact that Danielle moved to Ohio, Ohio, to be closer to Michael to live in his town, I believe, of um, Akron, the great in the great Renaissance town of Akron, Ohio, all joking aside, Ohio. <laughs> uh, it's Don't worry, it's good. Okay. But um, she moved there for him. Will there be resentment? Will there be bitterness? If there is, it will surface. Resentment and bitterness always do surface, which is a reminder for us to always meditate and release the those things in healthy ways. So we don't just become an asshole because if you're an asshole, you're that way because you're bitter, you're resentful. Why, you know, woe is me type of deal. If you feel that way, do some deep breaths and work on getting, have a sound bath or something. Just get that out of you. Cause it's only going to make you sick.
2: Tough. Yeah. Uh, I can connect with that. I understand that. Yeah. See you. I hear you. Thank you, man. Uh, I think Danny's great. I think you're great. I wish both you guys the best path forward. And, um, it's just, it's wild. All the curveballs and the lefts and the rights and the ups and downs that yeah. you go through in life. This is obviously another one for you. Yeah. But then you just continue to move forward,
1: starting I mean, over again. Yeah. It is always frightening.
2: Yeah. It's. it's I feel that. It's,
1: yeah. I know you do. Yeah. It's really frightening, but it's a part of it. I I know that time will heal because I've felt that before.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting with this relationship, you might remember, I believe Michael didn't say he loved her until on one of the reunion shows, and uh, they've been very careful. They've got very unique and different circumstances, but from far away, from a distance, it looks very similar, which doesn't always help with a relationship, that being that his wife died of cancer, and that being that Danielle's fiance died of a drug overdose. Now, again, completely separate types of traumas, and everyone uniquely deals with trauma differently, Differently, but I think from an audience standpoint, we were like, ooh, they'd be good for each other, which is super infantilizing if you ask me. It's it's super just like, really? That's it? Now it takes a lot to find your soulmate, to find someone who compliments you. And it doesn't and, and someone who compliments you doesn't necessarily mean they went through the same journey as you. No, but that could have been the case, but it's like for an entree for dinner, do you just want steak complimented by steak? No, you want steak complimented by maybe garlic mashed potatoes maybe some steamed green beans you know and so so I, and again i'm not saying that their circumstances were so similar that they were off putting to each other but there's a lot of work that needs to be done in either of those situations to deal with the tragic trauma that might have um you know resulted from you know from losing your loved one
1: yeah. but it doesn't make it any less difficult exactly
0: if I try and
2: even draw, and it's it's hard to do it, but draw parallels to when you go through those personal resets to professional resets, the big connection is uncertainty. Yeah. It's like when you leave a job or you leave a career, you take a shot, or you're in a relationship and you, you all these things, career, work, life, money, all these things. You have an understanding of what the future will be yeah. based on what you've experienced yesterday. Yeah. And when that future in all different areas and a lot of things we've talked about shifts pretty quickly. Yeah. It just, it, it rattles your cage a little bit. Nice. I do think, and you've experienced this much more than I have, it's a great time to get re-centered. Yeah. To be, quite frankly, a little selfish. To start looking within and say, okay, I'm rattled at the core. What's keeping me on my feet? Where's Where do I want to take this? How do I grow from what just happened? And also, what do I want out of this short time we have here? Because it goes back to one of the first comments you had made. One of the first comments you had made, you have a plan and then life has a plan for you. And I think in work life and personal life and money management, all those things connect to exactly this theme, one that we're talking about.
1: I agree. And the uncertainty is so scary, but Again, that's where the growth happens. Yeah. It's where it always happens is that yeah. uncertainty of stepping outside of your comfort zone.
2: Yeah. So what, I don't have to name all the setbacks that you've gone through. We have already <laughs> talked to them, everyone that's listening. Yeah. So what I'll say is given all the different setbacks and now another one that you have, yeah. what is some advice you give to someone that's feeling
1: some setback right now, work financially or personally? I would say, believe in yourself take chances, bet on yourself. A lot of times just through conversations I've had with people is that they think that the cost of success is so high yeah. because of what they have to give up of themselves, sacrifice in order to achieve that. Yeah. But wait till they see the bill for regret.
0: Wow. It's deep. Yeah.
1: It's way worse. The
0: Let's uh, repeat that for those in the back. The cost of success is very great, but wait till you get the bill for regret. That's... You know, so many people in the in the world that I work in and live in talk about regret, talk about thinking they were too old to start this new venture. Well, you're never going to be younger than you are today. And there's so many people out there that played it safe. They did what they were supposed to do. They did the safe route. They took the job that was decent paying and it had a health care and this and that and all of that. And then when they get laid off or lose their job to automation or whatever issues may exist out there, they realize what was this all worth if I didn't love what I was doing? And the same can be said for relationships. It might be very tough for Michael and Danielle and Jason and Caitlin and everybody who goes to a breakup. It might be very tough in the moment, but you got to pursue the unknown. Assuming the relationship's not meant to be, which in these cases it wasn't because they didn't work out. You have to pursue the unknown growth happens during uncertainty And this podcast has grown due to your certainty that you're loving what you're hearing. Thank you so much to everybody, including Scramble Beast, who left this review. If you enjoy Bachelor and pop culture news and have a sense of humor, this pod is for you. Found Dave through a Game of Rose episode. Game of Rose is my staple, and Rush Hour has joined that rank for me. This is a quality pod from a fellow Rhode Islander. I enjoy your content and love what you are doing. Keep going, and keep going, I shall do. Thank you so much for that review, and for everyone who shared us with your friends, written reviews, or found us featured in Time Magazine, whatever the case may be. We appreciate you leaning into your femininity, leaning into your masculinity, just leaning into the podcast and leaning into the like button means a lot to me. I'll be back tomorrow. As always, I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.